Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Sarah Michelle Galleroff, Buffy the Vampire, Welcome back, Stan Stans. You know, this is another episode of We Stand Together, a pop culture academic symposium. And you know, we're the pop culture professors. That's right. We're smart people talking dumb topics. That's right. I'm Lauren Brickman. And I'm Caitlin Bitsagai. And shockingly, we have both taught courses at the college level and somehow managed to get master's degrees. And yet, here we are once again. <laughs> Live from my closet in Caitlin's bedroom, talking the most niche topics in pop culture. Yes. Yes. We are assuming there's a stand base for these topics every week. Every week. Every week we talk about uh, Prince William's hair loss mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the 2013 NBC show Hannibal. And we just don't understand why we're still not the number one podcast on the Apple. It's crazy. I mean, you'd think Mads would have more pull in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. She's, of course, referring to the actor who plays Hannibal. <laughs> you know him on a first name basis as Mads. And you know what else you know, Lauren? What is the meaning of this word, Stan? Well, to Stan is to be an obsessive fan of someone or something. You know, on this show, we are really always pushing those boundaries. I actually had um, a friend recently text message me, uh, a fellow college professor who was trying to make sure they were using the word Stan correctly. And I and I was like, yeah, this definitely is the context you would use it in. I go, but then again... I have used, I have really been liberal with what you can stand. Like, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Pushing boundaries. We've pushed boundaries on the show. Caitlin, this week, what are you pushing boundaries with? What are you standing this week? You know what? I'm really standing, actually, fundamentally, the power of this podcast. Because oh, okay. listeners may remember the very first episode, which mm-hmm. aired about a year ago. I asked for Peter Morgan to do what I thought was right. Uh, Peter Morgan, the creator of The Crown, writer mm-hmm. of The Queen, etc. And he needed to end his romantic relationship with Gillian Anderson so that she can be with David Duchovny. Uh, lo and behold, not only did they break up, thank God, he has now moved in with another woman a week later. The Gillian Anderson standum is irate, but I think they just have to look at, you know, Peter need to move on and do what Mm -hmm. makes him happy. He's with Jemima Khan now, who's apparently a famous, famous in Britain for um, just like dating a lot of people. And she was once married to a cricketer turned politician, which is a very British thing. Um, 
So I'm excited to see what happens for Jillian as mm-hmm. she's single for a while, but then eventually admits that she's in love with David Duchovny per my request. And I'm just excited for each week that something that we wanted to happen on the podcast to happen in 2021. I love that. Now, I do have one quick follow up question. Do you think Jillian Anderson has noticed that her husband is gone yet? Well, she said that she's bemused that he is living with a new. <laughs> OK, <laughs> she's in a state of bemusement. OK, that's great. That's awesome. Oh, for her. They never lived together. And <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I learned so much about her each week. Thank you. Uh, well, you know what? I I was going to come in with one stand, but then, Caitlin, actually, your Telegram messages over the past few days really encouraged me to bring in a different one. Oh, wow. And you, stand stands, y'all know that typically on this show, I watch at least one full TV series a week. Like, usually I'm watching <laughs> so many, so many hours of television each week. It's insane. And for the first time, maybe in the history of not only this podcast, but our friendship, Caitlin has beat me in a watch of a show. Now, granted, there's only six episodes in this season, but still, it's remarkable. And you know we're talking about Caitlin and I's favorite French TV show, Call My Agent. (laughs) I'm only halfway through. I've only watched the first three episodes, but it's maybe the best season so far. Yeah, it is. It's so good. Um, I don't like this new relationship where I finished it and I can't talk about all of it. And now I'm having to remember which episodes, like what happened in an individual episode. That's torture. I can't do that. This is the life I usually live every day. It's such a burden. Well, I've really walked <laughs> a mile in your shoes. It's a Freaky Friday. I'm like, it's I'm a learning. real Freaky Friday. Yeah, it's really crazy that, you know, the only other time this has happened is when you fully watched the affair and I just didn't. And I only know what you tell me. That's but safer. That was a choice. That was, a, that was a choice. Anyways, everyone, if you aren't already inspired to watch Call My Agent after our French episode with Ty LeClaire, you got to get into it. It's you so good. It. It's great. Uh, but you know, a man that we're always standing and that, oh, that, every day. that the listeners have demanded that we have on this yeah. show. Honest to God, we've gotten r- people demanding this guest. You love him from his stand up, from his own fabulous podcast, Seek Treatment. Please welcome. Pat Regan. Thank you. Uh, thank you, girls, for wow. <laughs> wow. going strong. With, like, a, pejor- a decidedly pejorative girls. Um, thank you so much. Have <laughs> um, <laughs> Gendered and negative. Gendered and negative is the name of my TV show. Um, now, I have a question. Wait, you guys really yes. taught, teach college, taught college, and you guys really have masters? Yes. Yes, so- I did. I taught at Rutgers and... Lauren teaches now. I'm I'm currently still a college professor. Wait, can can I be that? <laughs> Do you yeah. want to be a college professor? I, yeah, sure. I literally want to. If you ever want to come be a guest in one of my classes, I do. let me know. I want that. Okay, great. Um, I want that for me. And secondly, you know, it's funny that we talk about this because as I was going through my emails trying to find the Zoom to this, I was searching old emails from Caitlin <gasps> and I found from 2011, from 2011. Yes, my, how you... <laughs> my, yes. my emails from my Sketch 101 class. That's right. My first UC I'm class. also a professor of sketch, <laughs> professor of sketch. at the University <laughs> of UCB. Um, and Pat Reagan is, is one of my protégés. And today's theme, I think, has brought us more comfort than, than anything ever. We're talking about MTV reality shows. Yeah, it's, yes. I mean, it's such a perfect time. <laughs> Because <laughs> for this conversation <laughs> to happen, because I, you know, it's so crazy. Like I have in the last, something happened to me when because okay. Netflix 
put on mm-hmm. the dual one and Inferno yes. two. And mm-hmm. when I watched those two programs, something broke inside me, and I have now I've stopped I've ceased to exist as like the person me that everyone used to know and love, and now okay. I'm now I'm some sort of robot that only watches old challenges. And in the subsequent three weeks, I have watched. <laughs> Every challenge from Gauntlet <laughs> 1, the first Gauntlet. I didn't rewatch wow. Battle. My, my initial as a child, I started with Battle of the Sexes 1, which was right before Gauntlet 1. And for some reason, I couldn't push mm-hmm. myself to go back there. I just did Gauntlet <laughs> 1, 2. Now I'm in um, the, the second bout, Battle of the Seasons, which is that's wow. probably like 16 seasons. We're talking the three Gauntlets, the three Infernos, the two Duels. The Ruins, Darkest Season. Ruin, the Ruins is the Darkest ruins Season. Is, yeah, Dark. dark. <laughs> uh, the Ruins, <laughs> Cutthroat. That's five. Both fresh meats. Um, <laughs> that's 12. We're already up to 12. What about, what's the one like the island? The island, which is the one I had actually never seen. Ooh, and that has a big Paula moment. That is a big Paula moment. And it also, <laughs> and, and as someone whose, yes, college teammate's cousin is now married to Paula. <gasps> Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, so your college teammate cousin. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're in her circle. I'm in. You're in her circle. I'll always remember like this girl. I'm gonna shout her out. Her name was Caitlin Beckert. She's since got married, so she has a different last name, I believe. Not exactly feminist. <laughs> And mm-hmm. Caitlin, mm-hmm. not exactly feminist, Caitlin. <laughs> and so <laughs> I um and I was Caitlin Beckett. I remember she was like, you know, someone from those shows you're watching. Um, so imagine a girl who's on the cross country team at college because someone from those shows you watch is actually dating my cousin, and you think to yourself, okay, it could be anyone at this point. And she says it's the ch- <laughs> she says she says it's the challenge. And you're like, okay, it's probably someone random, someone really random, like uh. Who would be the perfect kind of random person, like Amaya or <laughs> or someone? And she goes, actually Paula. And then wow. to see on social Paula change her name to Paula Becker and yes, be like, I was just gonna say, as a wow. follower of her Instagram, I recognize that last name. Yeah, this is this is insane, Pat. Like you've you've already dropped like the biggest credit. Like we usually like to put our letter put our listeners at ease and let them know like sort of what our credits are about the topic. And you just came in swinging with credit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, also, I hate that I hate to even continue further, but <gasps> oh my god, no, drop the credits. They, I mean, we're talking the year after I graduated from college. A co- um a girl from my college's soccer team <gasps> going being the replacement on back to Las Vegas. <laughs> Yeah, Kirk Kirk was on the Loyola College soccer team, and we were Facebook friends. Secondly, I was a senior when Fresh Meat 2 aired. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) A guy from my grade on the lacrosse team, who I never heard of before, didn't come to spring semester senior year because he filmed Fresh Meat 2. He was Pete, who hooked up with Jen (gasps) with two N's. Jen with two N's from Denver. Peter was teamed up with oh Jillian. Oh my gosh, Jen from, well, the two ends. Wow. Yeah. This is incredible. Wait, which Loyola did you attend that had all these magical connections? Thank you for asking because it's so random how there's different Loyolas and like they're not at all affiliated with each other. Um, but I went to the one in um, Baltimore, Maryland. That, that makes the most sense for all these connections. Um, but anyways, I'm so fresh on the challenge because I've watched truly like 16 seasons and I've been, and I actually journaled this morning like, what is going on here? Like, why can't I stop? And like, um, and I think it just reminds me of like a simpler time. I think the yeah. the, cha- yeah. the challenge is such an allegory, and that it used to be so simple. And yes, absolutely problematic. But 
uh, palatable, and now it is like, now it's just too complex and it's too overwhelming, and there's too many rules and like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really complicated. Also, in the current season, double agents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where they have a writer, and I'm mad that I didn't, you know, even get to interview who clearly like <laughs> has been told like make as many like write down as many words related to like being a spy as possible, <laughs> yeah. and we will try to get TJ to use them whether they make sense or not. It's so wild. <laughs> because when they brought back Ashley, they were like, "There's been a security yeah. breach," and it's like. What are you talking yeah. about? That makes no sense. I've decided to trigger a security breach. It's like, and now, of course, Ashley is already embracing because TJ in that moment did choose to call her Ashley Millionaire Mitchell. Yes. And she has, she has already referred to herself as Ashley Millionaire Mitchell. I forget if it was on the show or on social media, but she's already kind of embraced that uh, nickname for herself very much so. Oh my God. Ashley's amazing. Well, I mean, my credit was going to be, I mean, at, I have also had some dark times of watching like back to back seasons on YouTube. Uh, but at a weird gig I did, I met Chet and Evan once. And now oh. Chet from Brooklyn? Yeah. And Evan from Fresh. Evan Stark from yes. Fresh Meat. Yeah. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Wow. Um, wow. They were weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I had a credential this week. And I was going to just say that like my exchange student as a child from the Netherlands convinced my parents to let me start watching the real world. And that was how I got into it. But then I remembered I actually shot like the one of the very first like ga- like gigs I booked after school was an MTV Europe VMAs commercial huh. with Hi- with Heidi Klum. And oh, I will. Wow. And I will never forget that one of the other actors, when he got when we reported to set that day, they're like, yeah, we actually need to like buzz like off part of your hair. And he was like, I'm getting married next week. I can't. And then they were like, oh, well, Heidi. And then he was like, oh, Heidi Klum's going to be a part of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so then he let them buzz his hair a week before his wedding because Heidi Klum was going to do it. It was the weirdest, craziest. Wait, Heidi Klum was actually wielding the razor? It turns out that she wasn't, but he thought she was. Oh my god! And he said yes, and then it was this whole thing. But she said thank <laughs> you for getting your hair buzzed before your wedding. What was you guys' first real world that you really watched in its entirety, like as it aired? I think my first one was Boston. Wow. Oh, that's a good one. I watched it when I was pretty little. I definitely watched like Miami for sure. Wow. You guys were earlier than me. Well. We're a little older, but prior to Boston, I would get sneak peeks, and then but Boston was the first one that I like yeah. watched yes. as it was unfolding. So my sneak peek season was mm-hmm. um, New Orleans that my friend, oh, my, oh it's such a good, my one. friend was allowed to watch it, and I wasn't. So <gasps> when I would be at his house, I would see some New Orleans because he would tape it, and then um, oh, so tape it, and then currently on was New Orleans directly before Chicago. Chicago was the first mm. one I was like watching as it was on. My mom was like, I don't like this. But when she wasn't there. And then, of course, I started after Chicago came the first Las Vegas. And mm-hmm. um, I remember my mom was like, okay, maybe you can watch this. And we turned on. And of course, Trish and Bryn absolutely parade themselves into the hot tub with Steven. And my mom <laughs> said, this is not okay. And this is not yeah. Christian. <laughs> I did watch those two seasons though, and then I really truly watched Paris. And Paris, you know, I will say, I will, I will unfortunately list one last credit. We, as everyone knows, um, as we watched Paris, uh, which is on when I was a sophomore, uh, the, one of the uh, 
woman in the house was Leah. And Leah's mm-hmm. uh-huh. hot younger brother, Pasquale, visited them in Paris for an episode. Mm-hmm. And Pasquale was actually a senior when I was a sophomore in high school at my high school. <gasps> oh, my wow. God. So many iconic you connections. You basically <laughs> met CT. I mean, you have yeah. basically met truly, him. That is truly. crazy. Wow. Truly. Wow. This is huge. Yeah, I... Well, that's a great question, too. Before we enter our first game, like, what was your first MTV reality show? Was it Real World? Was that, like, your first one that got you in? Yeah, I think it definitely was Real World. was definitely... Because what else would there have been? I mean, by the time that you're talking, there were other shows. Yeah. But to me, like, Real World was definitely the, yeah, for the me, gateway was, drug. For me, it was definitely Real World. And then I remember watching, like, Road Rules, The Quest. Mm-hmm. But Road Rules... Uh, I almost, I try, I think I tried, I started saying this on my podcast um, in an episode we just recorded, but like <laughs> was interrupted and never kind of revisited it. But um, <laughs> because this is what happened. I, I remember being young and at my cousin's um, house and like his, mm-hmm. and you know, and your co- his cousin from the other side of the family was there. Yeah. Like we all, an interesting relationship. And, and, we, always. and that's what we got sidetracked talking about that relationship. And, <laughs> and so she had red hair, I remember. And she was older, and I was trying to try trying to impress her, I think. And mm-hmm. I think we were talking about real world New Orleans, and she was like, "I actually like real world better than road rules." Everyone does, and I was like, "Me too." And <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like always kind of like really identified with that statement ever since. Yeah, I, I I mean I brought it up briefly earlier, but like we always had exchange. I was an only child until I was eleven, and so before David, my brother was born, my parents always hosted exchange students, and like my parents, they couldn't tell these foreign teenagers what they were allowed to watch and what they weren't. So like they these like foreign teenagers just got to watch whatever they wanted in my house, and so by proxy, I started getting to watch it too. Nice, they, like, good deal. My mom, yeah, my mom wasn't gonna tell like poor Ubatin and Alex <laughs> that they couldn't watch. <laughs> The oh my god <laughs> we teens watching road rolls in america she's <laughs> living the dream it was the best <laughs> wow well pat i feel like we're all itching to put your mtv knowledge to the test oh my god clearly clearly you have so many creds so many connections so we've got a little game for you oh yeah it's called fuck mary or move to vh1 <laughs> oh, i love that <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to give you the name of three iconic MTV personalities from a show, and you're going to tell us which one you'd fuck, which one you'd marry, and which one you'd move to VH1. Okay. Bonus points if you can tell us what non-MTV reality show you'd be moving them to. Okay. <laughs> All right. The first is the Teen Mom Trio. Tyler, Gary, and Ryan. <laughs> okay, wow. I, my relationship with Ryan is so crazy at this point. <laughs> Um, like everyone else in his life. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I would move. Um, God, this is hard. I, I would marry Just Ryan. The- would marry Ryan. Let's put that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put that to the side. Now, Gary and Tyler. You know what? At the end of the day, first of all, I have a thing where whenever I'm like, whenever I'm having a day where I'm like feeling really depressed and kind of crazy, and my boyfriend's feeling normal. I always say I'm being Caitlin from Team Mom. <laughs> um, but um, but Tyler does annoy me sometimes. I, I mean, I, you know, I'm not gonna say what I want to say about what I think about Tyler Uh-oh, because I don't okay. believe in doing that. Okay, okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just yeah, not if you know I so, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna go there with Tyler. <laughs> okay. But know that I think that about him. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I think I have to move Jerry to VH1. Now, where would I put him? Now, I am I limited to only VH1 reality shows? Then I mean, you can talk through it. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you can convince us, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Let me think of where I could put Gary. So we're marrying Ryan. Yeah. by far the most chaotic yeah. of the three. <laughs> we're gonna fuck Tyler, and then we're gonna move Gary. This is. This is why episode. we asked the questions. Yeah. You know, this is why we wow. host the podcast. If we just guessed, we would have been wrong. Gary is so fucking annoying. He's always trying to make it seem like he's like, <laughs> and Gary's new wife is like, I would take Gary and I'd take his new wife and I would move them on like, um, I'd move them on like 90 Day Fiance, even though they've known each other forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the right, it's the right energy. You know what? You're right. They have a very TLC vibe. I will absolutely give you or that. Or a wife swap. I would put them on. Let's do it. <laughs> or or, or 9911 or whatever it's called. <laughs> to take care um, of the little girl who has uh, Emily to eat. Yeah. All right. Well, now we're going to go to the Jersey Shore okay. and you've got to tell us what are you going to do with Polly, Ronnie and Vinny? I am going to marry Vinny. Mm-hmm. Um, I will fuck Polly. Mm, okay. So we'll move Ronnie. Ooh, Ronnie is to me so sexually hot, though. I maybe I will actually <laughs> fuck Ronnie, but not in a way of not liking Polly, just by the virtue of. Uh, sure, yeah, that's the game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Polly's gonna go to VH1. Unfortunately, just a really st- steep, st- uh, stiff competition round. And um, I mean, Polly is someone who could easily compete on Are You the One, which is another MTV show. Oh. Which is another MTV show. But it has it has VH1 vibes oh, for sure. Wait, I actually take back my Gary placement. I'm gonna put him. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put him on Drag Race as one of the people who comes in for the makeover challenge. <laughs> as a make as <laughs> he's gonna be a makeover challenge like person who comes in. Like we have three. <laughs> Uh, crazy straight guys are gonna come in and walk in heels towards you, and that's gonna be Gary. Uh, I love like, that. Is that Gary? <laughs> yeah, it's not adjust. The new thing is things not being adjusted. Did you know that Trish Shell was on an episode of 90 Day <gasps> a- no. as a bridesmaid? thing I've ever heard. The new thing is like that have big a knowing uh, talking about it. Like it's we're that we point in reality TV where it's like, yeah, if one of the bridesmaids is Trishelle, that's just that's just how how the world is now. We don't need to talk about it. Do you think like when she's getting mic'd up or something, the guy's like explaining it to her and she's like, no no no, I'm Trishelle. <laughs> like I know how it works. I am Trishelle. I, I want a puzzle contest once on the chat. Oh my god, yeah, she beat um, who she? That guy who's never showed his face. Yeah, she beat that guy. Like, she beat that guy. He, he was like, "No, I will never." He beat that guy who I think was dating Kara from Real from Road Rules on the Gauntlet One. Yeah. On the Gauntlet One. The Gauntlet One. Yeah. Oh. Well, wow. Wow. Yeah, Speaking of the challenge, this is our challenge men: Johnny Bananas, Wes, or CT. Wow. The Legends. The Legends Gala. Oh God, this is hard. <laughs> what I will say is like, especially in these current times as i watch Mm -hmm. and i have like these people from like uk like yeah my friend's ex on (laughs) like my ex beach like geronimo shore like just like all these weird uk shows like um i'm i will root for johnny really like i'm big and i do of course feel a sexual pull towards him (laughs) but um but when you watch the old ones it's you just really remember how much you hated him and yeah. and then also it's like some of the old challenges are so difficult to watch in terms of like 
misogyny and homophobia and like it is really crazy and actually on jishol's ig um someone commented towards her like are you gonna go on another challenge oh no no this was on this was on veronica's instagram i think (laughs) on veronica's instagram trishel commented something i think someone a fan could like any of us would do in this mm-hmm. situation said trishel you have to come back on a challenge <laughs> trishel goes i would come back on a challenge if the misogynist sexist producer justin booth who is an exec producer on all the hotel um, right. things is off the show veronica comes in and goes he's actually only on some seasons now <laughs> no one like responds that's the end of it <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> but it's not like veronica's like a, a huge current player i don't know why like i don't, I don't know that, i have to find out where that happened on instagram but that that's that dust up happened where it was like very also, like she didn't she did not like the choices there would be either say no he's not i i like working with him or yeah. privately dm her yeah. he's only on some to publicly be like oh yeah, yeah yeah that's a big problem but he's funny, so. it's like he's rotating it's rotating cats Anyways, okay, so anyway, so it's been hard. My relationship with Johnny has been very tricky. I, I think I will marry CT at the end of the day. Um, I think, you know what? I think I will um, fuck Beth. I think that could be interesting. Yeah. I think you should. I think that, I like that for you. And then I, I like that journey. I'm going to send Johnny, if you had asked me this before I started my trip down memory lane, I would have been marrying Johnny right now, but instead I'm sending <gasps> wow. him to VH1. Wow. Yeah. Bye, Johnny. Bye. All right. Well, we've got a few more of these to ask you about. And the next one is we wanted to know about these the women of real world. We've already mentioned a couple of these names, but we want to know what you're going to do with Ashley, Trishel and Cam. Um, OK, so I will marry then Cameron Eubanks and I will um, then we have who Trishel and Ashley. OK, then I will actually make love to Trishel. And <laughs> <laughs> like she deserves, like but not a misogynist. <laughs> Massages <laughs> Texas Justin Booth. Um, and, then, and then I will, um, yeah, and then I'll send Ashley to VH1. She could really, you know, find a home in any third tier reality show, I think. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> She's also moved like eight times during the pandemic. Oh, I don't really? know if you follow I her don't. on Instagram. She has like no home base, effectively, but like the, the, the locations are wildly different, like Mexico City and also Columbus, Ohio. Well, she's not from, <laughs> she just like relocates to Columbus, Ohio. Ohio. Oh my god. She, um, Periodically. It's crazy that like a few things. For one, they used to all live in LA. Like if you were a reality star, you moved to LA and you all did an apartment right. complex together. And I heard about that apartment complex when I was in high school. And even like Coral was always saying things like, What? Are we still gonna be friends when we're back in LA? Like Cor- yes. Coral thought it was really cool that she lived in LA and it was, and she was right. But now it's like <laughs> everyone's lives in, living in like kansas city in between challenges and it's like what is that like for you in kansas city like why or like kara lives in like a horse farm somewhere mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. secondly this this thing that revealed that like tori had some kind of situation with devin on some other reality show that i've never oh, that was why what show what was, was that about what show or what shows are these people going on that i don't know about you know what i mean if I, no i had the exact same thought i was like how did this get by me yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like if you're on a reality show that i don't know about and you're tori and devin then then you should look into if that's like going anywhere or, or if you're just being kidnapped sometimes i think they were just pranked <laughs> yeah they thought they were on another reality show I, yeah I th- yeah so uh, yeah wow all right well we got one final one to close out this iconic game 
And we couldn't we couldn't play this game and not bring up the hills. So uh, we want to know what you're going to do with Spencer, Brody, and Jason Waller. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Mary Spencer. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Mary Brody. <laughs> Mary Brody. Mary Brody. Between that and Ryan, you are chaotic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mary Brody. Um, okay. Then I, I am so unattracted. I'm so not attracted to Spencer. So... Jason Waller, I, I even as a young boy, never saw it. Like why he was the sought after hunk. Um, yeah. But um, I will have sex with him gladly, and then uh, <laughs> and then we'll send Spencer to VH1, where he, I'm sure he's probably already been and is already I'm celebrated. I love to pitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, those were amazing answers. Absolutely thought provoking <laughs> things. I will never recover from how quickly you said you would marry Ryan. You have no like, idea. I, and- <laughs> You and like have- how that was a default answer. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea how I felt about Ryan when I was like twenty or so. <laughs> I felt strongly wow. about I felt strongly about him. Sexually. It feels like you still do. Yeah. And well, I am not <laughs> It's been he's shown sometimes he'll really show a glimmer of his I hate his new wife so much. I remember like Oh yeah, she's horrible. And I hate um Ash uh, I hate Macy's new husband. Um, he's like um, such Taylor. a he's such a good guy. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, like getting the tattoos. Yeah, of the kids' names. It's like stop. Yeah, it doesn't make you a good guy. <laughs> Having a t-shirt company doesn't make you a good guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, on that note, we're gonna take a quick break, and I'm gonna cancel plans for building my t-shirt empire. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Wow. It's so much easier to cancel business plans for a t-shirt empire than I thought. That was <laughs> very simple. Yeah, it's just a couple calls. Can- oh, cancel, cu- cancel culture has gone too far. When <laughs> <laughs> you're canceling plans to make a business, uh, t-shirt empire. <laughs> Well, Caitlin, I, I'm excited for you to get into your, your thesis today. This is I, I saw you drop this in our run of show, and I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> All right. I want to talk to you guys today, and I, I need your feedback, and I, I need, you know, I, I we need to come to a consensus. But I've come up to, with a list of who I think are the top challenge tough girls, which is a type. It is a specific type on these shows. They're sort of the alpha female. And as Pat mentioned, there's a very, you know, (laughs) misogynistic past. And a lot of the girls are usually treated like garbage by the likes of Wes or 
even Johnny Bananas and CT sometimes. Certainly Zach hates all of them, <laughs> um, especially the one he's marrying. But these girls usually were a little independent of that because they're strong-willed. Often they're good at the challenge, but always let's discuss. I'd like to start <laughs> with Rachel Robinson, who I believe was the first tough girl. This was the first person we saw this with. She originated on Road Rules Campus Crawl. She oh my God. dated uh, Anissa, who we'll certainly be talking about independently later, and hooked up with Veronica, as mentioned. Um, very good at the challenges. Um, didn't do that many. Didn't do as many as you might remember or you think. But she won the Duel 2. She won the Gauntlet. Inferno 2 final. Uh, Rachel Robinson, thoughts? Yeah, yeah. She Okay, so... Rachel's obviously like so she's my favorite of the tough girls but I agree okay. sometimes it's hard it's like is she in that category in terms of like she she in her normal she was really good when she was younger but she didn't seem to be like an Evelyn type in terms of like I don't know like she was always getting sent home early on battle of the sexes and whatever and mm-hmm. then when she resurfaces because I agree she, I think she's on like uh five or six challenges yeah and uh, when she resurfaces in the island after a long time she has a new haircut Oof. And she's leaner yeah. and she's more like I am a fitness person. But what I will say about Rachel is a lot has changed aesthetically. So much changes about her over the years. But one thing what remains a constant and that is that she always has a frosted lip. Always <laughs> yes, has a frosted you lip. You are right. You <laughs> are right. Even to this day if you follow her. But um, yeah, she was very dominant on Duel 2. But uh, you know who was actually kind of had her number on Duel 2 was uh, a girl named Brittany from the real world Hollywood who was like Landon's partner. They had like de facto partners oh, that yeah. season. But Rachel did beat her, but only because like um, of the weird final. And then... Um, <gasps> Rachel didn't develop... I mean, you've rewatched them more recently than I have, but she didn't have maybe as strong of a social game. Like she doesn't have votes like at the ready. No, I haven't watched every season like both of you have, but my memories of Rachel are that it feels like she is a victim of producers not having an idea of how to produce the tough girl early on. And like almost like she was produced to soften up. Yeah. And it's like, mm. no, she should have been produced to go harder. Yeah, totally. True. I think she had more um political power like early on when like Coral and Veronica. Yeah. But um, and then like, Secondly, I think like I think she had a real uh, she a feud with Johnny that started on the island and yes continued and then that's hard it's hard and then also you know on the island she came back she was so fit and whatever but then she did absolutely get taken out by uh Kellyanne on the island Kellyanne is a low key killer and yeah. not a tough girl not does not qualify for this list but a better yes. player than you think <laughs> Kelly there is a, there is. A, there is definitely a category for Kellyanne that's like hot girl who like ellipticals a lot and through that is actually a great competitor in the challenge and it's like Kellyanne it's like maybe Camilla is that and it's like uh oh there was one other it's Teresa a little bit too Teresa and it's also Tori Brad's ex-wife yes that Tori oh my gosh that Tori woof but yes and and Brad dated uh Kellyanne after he got divorced really yeah. Now that I didn't know. It's true. All right. Next on my list is Rachel's ex-girlfriend, Anissa. Now, Anissa originated in real world Chicago, where they did witness the events of 9-11-2001, in which Anissa famously said she'll never be able to celebrate her birthday without thinking of this. Uh, and she's probably been correct. 
we I haven't checked in on her, but I'm going to say 20 years later, she's thought about it every time. Uh, she's never won. Uh, she's cur- she's currently playing uh, on Double Agent, so maybe this is it. So 13 seasons without a win is the longest anyone has gone. She dated Rachel for years. She hooked up with Corey, which people forget. And a, a factoid I'd forgotten is that uh, one of her rival's partners was DM, which... <laughs> It's quite a legacy to be rivals with a, a woman who, who tragically passed away and inspired many. <laughs> Anissa, what do we think? For me, like, I, I talk about this with my brother often. This show cannot decide if in canon Anissa is supposed to be a good competitor or a bad competitor. And it's really confusing. A hundred percent agree. And also... The other players do not think she is. <laughs> that is one piece we have. You know, I'm not sure that for me, a tough girl competitor like Anissa, even if she makes a final, I struggle to see her winning. If, you know, she mm-hmm. single handedly lost Mark Long $100,000 in the duel, too. <laughs> <laughs> like she she single handedly costed that man $100,000 in duel, too. I just, to me, she's not quite good enough to be in this category. I love her because she's a tough girl wild card like to me what's hilarious about anisa in this world i loved her on real world but anytime i see her on (laughs) anything else i love that she's just like she's so just like in her own lane and happy to be there that like doesn't give any fucks and like and like she's so dangerous to the way other people play games because you don't know what she's gonna do she's also 39 years old she has a totally different body type than any other person competing and she never references those facts, nor do they bother her at all. Yes. I love everything about her. I, I, I really love Anissa. I, I don't want to just make I don't personally. I This category to me is like yeah. a certain archetype that MTV almost creates. I'm not yeah. sure they... I, I feel what you're saying. Um, but I yeah. I love her. She's been really... She's, as you know now, she was in my first season of her award that I watched, watched. There you go. And um, mm. I just... And I've grown to love her and respect her so much more in these like later years even. Um, the next on my list is Laurel who originated in Fresh Meat 2. Johnny Bananas famously said she's the only woman who plays like a man. Uh, she's a very mean person. <laughs> and she dated and terrorized Nicole. Um, yeah, Laurel. Not fun to watch, in my opinion. Uh, but I think you have to put her in this category. She, she is, I think, to me, the number two in this category. Um, she, I, I will always root for her. For some reason, and there's probably speaks to something deeply wrong with me, but I like how she kind of, um, you know, she's always someone who's like independent, but she also like will will be able to vote for Kenny when she's needed to be. And like, I hate that that for me when I was young watching it, I was like, that's cool. And, um, and you know, she is very mean. We've all seen what she's said in the hot tub to Big Easy. Um, and you know, she's terrible to Kara, but also, like, when Wes is being terrible to Kara and Paula is also being terrible to Kara, um, in I think it's I in in Rivals, um, it's it's um Laurel who like is the only one who's like get the fuck off of her and like screams at everyone because um Wes poured Pepsi on her, but you could tell they're 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 not allowed to say Pepsi, so everyone's like, You poured cola on me, (laughs) (laughs) and they say the word cola so many times, but um. But of course, moral independent cars is some of the meanest things you could ever think to say to Paula, um, which is all she kind of knows to do. 
um, but it did come from a good place. And I was really excited when she came back, and I yeah. I was bummed when she went home early. Her her relationship yeah. with Kara is fascinating to me. Right. Well, let's just get into it because that is the next person on my list. I only have two left, but one is Kara Maria, who also originated on Fresh Meat too. Now, this is interesting. You mentioned she lives in a random place. She very much does because she dated Abram for years. Abram is from Montana. Kara moved to Montana to be with him. Laurel also moved to Montana to be near them. Abram and Cara Maria have since broken up, and Cara Maria and Laurel are no longer friends, and they all live in the same community in Montana still. That's the reality show I want to watch. Oh, my God. Cara Maria famously cheated on Abram, her longtime boyfriend, with Thomas. They broke up. She dated Kyle, uh, helping him to the final, and... Then, of course, she's been with Polly uh, for a long time, who's who's horrible. Yeah, he's really bad. I, I hated him on Big Brother. There's people that I really didn't like on Big Brother, but now I like on The Challenge. And Polly's someone who I hated on Big Brother and now hate even more on The Challenge. Yeah. And when you rewatch, it's interesting to remember how bad Cara Maria was at first. She was not instantly good at the challenge yeah she was like because they they would have like those um they would have like the fresh meat people do like a fitness test like uh, the presidential yeah. fitness test yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and she was the number one it's funny that both years both fresh meat the women with the highest rankings um went home first actually oh weird yeah and so Kara went home first and then you know her and laurel were uh second to paul and evelyn in uh rivals um, but yeah, she definitely finds her footing. Uh, she goes home early and, uh, she, she, her and Abe go mid season in, um, X's and she goes home very early in battle of the seasons, which is kind of a result of them stacking the show with that, that cast was almost all rookies. Um, and so if you're a vet, you kind of had to keep going in, but, um, but yeah, it takes right, her a while right, to right. find her footing. <laughs> Yes, but she has most eliminations won by a woman, and she is tied for Johnny Bananas for most finals appearances. Really? How many eliminations yeah. has she won? She has. And where are you getting won. this information? I need to have it. Thechallenge.fandom.com. Oh, yes. I'll get... It's just... It's a wiki for 13. Wow. 13 eliminations. That surprises me, because I think at first someone who doesn't go in a lot. I... Same. Um, I guess early And on. she won Vendettas, which was the only one where only one person won right yeah so she was the sole winner there was no male winner yeah that and the oh oh yeah yeah wow i forgot mm -hmm. about that she, one she also won bloodlines with her cousin oh my god tvt <laughs> what was i going to say you know this just came up incidentally but i really have to say i hate kyle so much i want him gone i want you him do? i want him off my television kyle um is someone who is searching for like love in this strange way not like romantic yeah. love but like yes, he's yes, searching yes. for community in a way that is so jarring to me and um he <laughs> pretends he's not but like he just wants so badly for like friends and like it just really i smell it on him i smell this certain yeah. insecurity that's really uncomfortable for me i think you're right i think you're right uh Cara maria what a player not on this season sadly um yeah i wonder if she'll come back do you guys agree with me that all of a sudden it seems like where are all like all of a sudden it seems like there's no real world people? Yeah. Well, they stop. I mean, really effectively stop making the show. I mean, they had yeah. real world explosion, which was pretty popular. Yeah. Then they had the one and that's where we found, you know, Corey. It's where yeah. Ashley. Skeletons. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. And then skeletons, I think, has been the last one. Yeah. There was. Yeah. I remember Go Big or Go Home was where we met Kayla. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I. 
I agree, but I just mean in terms of like, it, it felt like all of a sudden, like I'm, even as I'm watching this, I'm like, I'm getting, I'm like, oh, I'm already at season 24. We're at season 37 now. Like, when do they all disappear? Because they're still not even at Are You the One people. Like, it felt like it was such a trickle, trickle, right. and then the damn burst. I understand. And now, it's, yeah. and now, especially without Johnny or Kara, it's like, oh, there's no one. I like, thank God they have Nani this season, and thank God they have Nani. And, um, <laughs> thank God for Nani. <laughs> I love Nani. I miss her cousin, Nicole. <laughs> I, her cousin, Nicole, is basically who, like, taught me, like, what contouring can do, and, like, mm-hmm, taught me, mm-hmm. like, how much you could change how you look with a contour. <laughs> But yeah. what I didn't like about how people treated Nicole is they treated her like she was a bad competitor just because she lost everything <laughs> constantly. <laughs> I, <laughs> and just because she would come in dead last, people would act like she was the worst one. That wasn't but, fair. Like, that, was, that wasn't was fair. Rude. That's not fair. It's not always about if you win or not. No. Like, that's the thing people don't understand. It's about if you have heart. Also, mm-hmm. TJ must have had some HR counseling where now, like, did you notice the last, <laughs> you saw the last episode? Yeah. When someone quit, he's like, Yes. Your most important thing is your mental health. And I would say if anyone's struggling, get out of this house immediately. Like I was like, TJ, what what training did you do this season? Like you've done you've spent 30 seasons telling people they're losers <laughs> yeah. if they leave yeah. for any reason. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, my number one gal, uh, we know her, we love her. It's Coral. Um she started on Real World Back to New York. She won her first season with Miz, uh, which was Battle of the Seasons. She's in the next three seasons finals. She has only participated in two eliminations, which is a big knock on her. She won't go in, even though she talks big. Uh, she was the first contestant to ever be medically disqualified from a final when she was famously bit by a spider. And that was sort of funny, honestly. Now knowing that she was safe, watching it is pretty funny. She was also rumored to have dated Abram. Yes, she did. Her and Abram were on screen romance on Gauntlet yeah. on uh, Battle of the Sexes too. Right. And that- so Abram has dated a lot of these people and, and made them move to Montana at times. Well, you know, <laughs> I read this somewhere, maybe on Reddit or something as I've been trying to figure it because I kind of was like, wait, so whatever happens with this, with this Abram Coral yeah. situation? And if y'all remember on the island, Abram goes home for work, but they were, excuse me. Um, they were saying that he actually goes home because of his engagement, his engagement to Coral. I'm sorry for that. He was engaged to Coral, and he had to go home to like be engaged to her more. That's what I read on Reddit. So I don't know. And the island is so long ago, and it's definitely a while after Battle of Texas Two. So that would indicate a pretty long relationship. That's true. Wow. Um, and she, of course, famously said the line. I don't wrestle. I, beat, I fucking beat, beat bitches. bitches up. Up. <laughs> yes, yes. Coral is so, so, so special to me. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I don't put her necessarily in this category, even though she definitely deserves to be there. She is like, and that was another thing in my rewatch. Like, I think of Coral as almost a Veronica or someone who's like politically very savvy and like will always yes, bring the she is. and will bring the drama and will get what she needs to get. But all, but um. But, like, in most seasons that she's on with, say, a Rachel Robinson, like, she does better athletically than even, like, Rachel. There will be, every once in a while, there will be a challenge. She's another one that MTV couldn't quite decide, like, if they wanted us to think she was very good athletically or very bad athletically, but good at politics. Because she would often do very good challenges. But every once in a while, there would be, like, a net you have to climb up and, like, all of a sudden she couldn't do something. You know what I mean? Like, well. She and Anissa have this quality where they do not remember any losses that they've had or any times <laughs> they've struggled. Like, and that is like to be part of it. It's like their bravado is is even though 
like Coral is objectively good. She's won. It's so her, it's so outsized to what she's done. Yeah. Her ego is <laughs> yeah. Insane. Coral is someone who like it's so interesting to me too. Like um, first of all, her Rachel and Veronica are such a fun trio. And also, yeah. if you watch Inferno two again, which Coral's not on, but if you watch that again, just with the knowledge that Veronica and Rachel are girlfriends, it's cr- it's like how could you not? know that like they're literally always walking around like holding hands and like <laughs> and like when veronica's gonna go in everyone's like well rachel will definitely step in and go in instead of her like it's like um cr- yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. but um but uh but yeah coral was so good oh oh but uh, she was partnered with evan on fresh meat too after mike uh had retired and then like it was so funny because like it was like, such a part of the challenge and sort of a dna of the show was like coral and mike's friendship yeah mm-hmm. And really, so much of that got transferred onto Evan, where then immediately Evan and Coral were best friends. And then Coral's last challenge, The Gauntlet 3, uh, it was Evan's, I think, second or third challenge. And he was, it was really like a changing of the guard, where like she didn't have a ton of friends anymore on the show. And Evan was like her one friend. And, and they had this friend, this friendship that really reminded me so much of her friendship with Mike. And then Evan kind of betrayed her and she left, she left Gauntlet 3 without going into elimination because she was supposed to go in. And that was her last time she ever appeared on the show. Um, well, some interesting notes, uh, apparently, and this is just crazy to think about. She wasn't even supposed to be on Battle of the Season. She was a <gasps> replacement cast member. It was supposed to be Mike the Miz with Lori from Back to New York. Who was a finalist, oh. drop, ba- ba- finalist in Battle of the Sexes. Right. Lori dropped out because she didn't want to fly anywhere after 9-11. Even though I believe this was... M- a- not immediately after, but <laughs> well, her choice, and she gave us Coral. So wow. thank you. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is this is unverified because this is a comment on the challenge fandom. It's not you know actually in there. But user Skull twenty six thirty seven four said that Coral was supposed to be on Dirty Thirty, and she had to drop out unknown reasons and. What is her name? Jimmy? Jimmy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No one knows, admit, by the way, what she happened. Found, <laughs> she found Coral's jersey on in the house. She was like supposed to be there. Wow, that would have been so. Incredible. There's still there's still hope. I think that she could come back. Well, with we want OGs, we just don't know what's going to happen next. Do you guys know about we want? So, do you guys know about we want OGs? N- no. no. Oh, you guys don't know about we want OGs. No, I don't know about we want OGs. <laughs> oh my god, What's we want OGs. So we want OGs is what I would call a movement um, <laughs> started by Mark Long over quarantine, where he was like, kind of, he put the question to the fans and say, kind of, who wants OGs? And a lot of the fans wanted OGs, and so and a lot of them were like, we want OGs, <laughs> we want OGs. So we, we want OGs now has its own Facebook, uh, its own Instagram account, and Mark Long is making um. I'm following. Mark Long is making a new season of the challenge that's just called We Want OGs. That's just <gasps> OGs. And oh my god. And um like, he'll, he'll show up. Now I follow basically every even the people I don't like from the olden days, I will follow just to see who still follows each other. And to try and guess who's gonna be on this season. Mark Long is all over all of their socials. And like for instance, like I was on Svetlana from Key West, I was on her oh Instagram. Oh my gosh. I loved her so much. Beautiful girl. And she posted some selfie and Mark Long commented and was like, answer my DM. And then I replied to that comment and I was like, answer his DM, Svet. So hopefully with my prodding, she will answer that DM. I think that's just the little bit of encouragement she needed. Um, we want OGs. Yes, I agree. And I actually think that 
Mark Long could get MTV involved because MTV has this the new show Deliciousness. I have no idea if it's popular or not, but it's like hosted by yes, Angela Kinsey oh, and like mm-hmm. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. No, Tiffany Amber Thiessen's in it too. Yeah, she's maybe she's the host. Angela Kinsey's a judge, and Kel Mitchell's a judge. And I'm like, I'm really proud of MTV for admitting that their their viewers are forty. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like. And I think that this could be a move in the right direction to have 50-year-old Mark Long come out and yeah. then like the ratings just skyrocket. Mark Long's body on X's is so crazy. Wait, he I just want to put a button, Caitlin, on your thesis. I just want to bring up Please. two women who I who were... I, I, think, was, I was going to ask, yes. who was overlooked? Yeah, I think there is two big overlooked. To me, my number one in this category who kind of like carved out this space or at least like crystallized okay. it and was like, this is what it is to be the girl that like the guys yeah. are cool with but also hate but also she's good at at pull-ups and that to me is evelyn smith yeah um, you know once you mentioned her i was like shit i forgot about evelyn yeah i agree she should have been on the list well, she, she now is like a supreme court justice or something <laughs> oh, wow. that's not true she's like a lawyer but like she <laughs> lives in she's, dc I can you imagine not, if yeah the I heard, supreme court justices <laughs> were made up of all the challenge people <laughs> we, uh, literally like things would be worse in terms like it would be a more conservative like country like <laughs> it wouldn't yeah. be gay marriage like women wouldn't be allowed to like own land like it would be like um it'd be straight up handmaid's tale or be straight up handmaid's oh yeah tale. i mean if zach remember when like the camera just caught zach being like i mean that's they don't they're not as smart they're from the rib yeah they're from rib. i forgot who he was talking to it was like nelson or something but nelson was just like stop yeah i'm not a part of this nelson is someone who makes me laugh really hard i love nelson he'll never win he'll never ever win and especially on the island when like johnny hated her so much but like they she was like they were she was why like they they cast out paula from their boat and put evelyn in their boat and was like you could row you could probably row faster so we will embrace you that was so hard when they turn on Paula. But Paula, watching that season, Paula deserved it because the the whole time, like she was so far up their asses. Like it was that season was yeah, jo- it was sad. And like literally, the other girls who like weren't in with the guys were like trying to build their boat. And Paula came over and was like, "Hey guys, um, since you're girls, you probably couldn't shouldn't build the boat because you probably can't. And the boys will build it for you later if you just let them win." And they were like, "No." And she's like, "Okay, I'm just saying." And then she's like, well, "Where did I go right?" Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for for going on this journey with me. Yeah, of course. An thank important you for, archetype. Thank you for reminding me of some of these iconic women. Yeah. They are. icons. Well, okay. Pat, even though today we're here to talk about MTV, we couldn't have you on the show and ignore our other mutual joint love, which is Grey's Anatomy. Yes. So for our second game today, we've created a game called MTV Anatomy. In which we are going to give you an iconic Grey's Anatomy character and you are going to drop them into any MTV reality show you desire oh, and then tell us about the journey they're going to go Incredible. on. Another option for this game would be for next time. It will be that you give me an MTV person and I tell you what their specialty would be. Like ortho. Oh, <laughs> or- a great <laughs> If they're a hot guy. If they're a hot guy, plastics. If they've been to, if they've been to war, trauma. <laughs> Ryan Plastics. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. We are definitely right. going to play that and soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But for today's game, uh, tell us what MTV reality show would you drop at April Kepner into? Uh, teen Mom. <laughs> 16 and pregnant and then Teen Mom. So she's a mom. <laughs> she's a mom. She's like 
struggling with like having had sex by accident and like getting pregnant mm-hmm. and like obviously keeping it because of like her beliefs and like um her family's furious disowns and like her boyfriend is absolutely terrible to her and she's like raising this kid wow yeah okay it's sad but i see it yeah yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Well, what about Christina Yang? Ooh, the challenge. I'd put her on the challenge. I'd, Ooh. I'd put her on an early real world season and she would be kind of like, I, I kind of a bitch in the house, but also like cool. And then she would go on the challenge and she would be like um, somewhere between a coral and a uh, Veronica, like very politically savvy and sort of mm-hmm. and smart and like always getting to the end and having a lot of friends. Um, but sometimes just actively really bad at challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right at puzzles. Yeah. Yeah, right, I love that. Right at puzzles. And of course, we we have to know what you would do with beloved character glasses. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> glasses would be on like. Uh, let me let me actually give this one some due diligence here. <laughs> glasses would be on Laguna Beach as like <gasps> a um as like. The straight guy who was like uh, dating a girl, but everyone's like, okay, he's gay, but whatever. And like, he's like friends <laughs> with all the girls, but, like, I'm doing a fashion show. I'm not calling Trey gay right. here. To, I, as a young person, thought that Tal- Talon might have been gay. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I don't, I, because I refused to do it with Tyler from Teen Mom. I don't know why I was comfortable doing it with Talon, but, um, <laughs> but um, I would put, I, I would put him like in like a, like you're in a beach and he'd be like friends with the girls but not really dating anyone but like they would act like he was straight and he would like go to prom with uh, mm-hmm. like low or someone oh yeah he'd do like a oh, huge prom proposal yeah. for low yeah. <laughs> so cute so cute yeah well what about bailey where are you gonna drop bailey in bailey wow um i want she'd be on, she'd actually be on like she'd be like on the real world la like an early early season of real world and she would actually <laughs> still pop up on some challenges yeah yeah <laughs> she'd be on like She'd be on Double Agents. She'd be on what was the last one called again? Oh, she'd be on Total Reckoning, Total Madness. She'd be on World, Total Madness. World 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 too. Yeah. <laughs> Iconic. Um, and finally, your absolute all-time favorite Grey's Anatomy character, Pregnant Girl in the Prison. Oh my God, season thirteen, Jail Girl. I mean, season thirteen, Jail Girl would unfortunately have to be on Teen Mom, but she would be on Teen Mom two or three. Like she wouldn't be on OG, which Kepner would be on. <laughs> So they Amazing. would be like friends, but they do know each other. Yeah, like, Doctor Drew. Yeah. Like when, like when famously Chelsea attended Amber. I mean, um, Caitlin and Ryan's, a uh, Caitlin and Tyler's wedding. Right, 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 right. right. And Farrah was wow. not invited. <laughs> do you know my favorite? My favorite moment of Teen Mom ever was what? was one of. I think it was Farrah's last season, and she is when like her big storyline for three consecutive seasons was like moving to the general concept of moving to LA. And <laughs> and she's like in LA and she's like, I figured that I would go look at some places in LA and it's her with this like blonde realty woman. They're driving in a car and the blonde realty, she says something to the extent of like, if anything ever happens to you, like I will take care of your daughter. Like like the the, the blonde realty woman who she just met literally literally is like, if you die, I will take care, I will raise your daughter and I think you should buy a home through me. It was crazy. It was crazy. I had to find Betsy, me and Betsy actually it resonated very strongly with both of us. <laughs> 
like that like Farrah radiates his energy that strangers are like I have to say this out loud to you right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it feels danger is so real around Farrah opened up what, like a gelato store oh yeah oh, oh my yeah. god yes her own too because she was like business she's like I am business one I'm the business one uh and that's mm-hmm. and there was a, there was like a full season where like every scene of her was either her at the gelato store like setting out the spoons or like it was like her front lawn and it would be like showing the producer and it would be like Farrah refuses to come out of her house and she like come out and like push the producer and like run back inside and like Farrah was never coming out to film and the and then it'd be like Farrah if you don't if you don't shoot the show maybe you shouldn't be on the show and she'd be like how about MTV treats her talent good and pays me more money how about that and we'd be like okay okay we hear that and like. Because Tima made that decision to, like, pull back. Like, yeah. And there's always, like, a, that girl, Kersey. There's always, like, a girl named Kersey, like, a, a 50-year-old yeah, woman yeah, in, yeah. Like, a, in, like, a beanie being, like, so, like, what do you think of your ex's new girlfriend? You know what I mean? It's, like, so weird. It is crazy. That moment where you, that they reveal it, I think it's through Amber's storyline because she's upset because Gary's having his second daughter, Emily. <laughs> 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 and the producer, like, is like, are you okay? And you're like, oh, my God, they're there. They're there that whole time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's really crazy just knowing that, like, because there's this kind of unspoken, like, thing where it's like, yeah, there are, like, adults in the room trying to get these young girls to break on camera like this for years now of their lives they've lived with this like kind of like middle-aged person in there like behind a camera like trying to get them to cry and now we're gonna see that person and it's like okay cool well and they have to live i mean like amber's producers have to live in anderson indiana like (laughs) where were they from and like now they've just like been there for 10 years they're like a part of the community yeah they they all live in montana with abe and laurel the kids go to school when you think about it mtv is really just a relocation program (laughs) yeah it's a witness protection program laurel (laughs) actually brought down one of the gaudies and that's how she (laughs) kind of got to montana she physically (laughs) yeah brought him down (laughs) well we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back All right, we're back. And my thesis today, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. uh, But I have a pitch and I, you know, I thought who better to run this pitch by than Pat? Because Pat, I'm really I'm really looking for feedback on this. But my thesis today is that there has literally never been a better time to bring back MTV's Fanatic than 2021. And I'm here, Pat, to try to get the green light from you because I feel like if I can get your blessing today, then it really is the right time. Now, to remind folks who are like Fanatic, what? Fanatic was a TV show that was on from 1998 to 2000, and it was literally all about pairing super fans, or as we call them today, stands, with their celebrity obsessions. Like, you got to meet them. Um... I have mentioned on this show before, I did apply, I did not get on, and I did apply to try to meet Seth Green. Um, and in the <laughs> 90, and in the 90s, we didn't have the, not everyone had the internet, so you used to call. There was a hotline that you would call and leave no. a voicemail. Yeah, I called an MTV like hotline and talked about how much I love Seth Green trying to get on the show. <laughs> wow. And um, I just think that like, I don't know. Listen, quarantine, 2020, 
it, it changed all of us. And I think celebrities in particular have gone just hog wild. Celebrities yeah. have just gone wild. They're unwell. And they're unwell. The celebrities aren't doing well. And so I think something like Fanatic could be a great place to channel that energy. Like the celebrities are trying to do too much. Like, you know, we were all here at We Stand. We were really concerned over the holidays with all the celebrities doing Elf on the Shelf. It was too much. There's a lot of chaotic creative energy that I think could be going towards good. And I think that bringing back something like Fanatic is going to, I, I think this is the time. And I think it could heal the world. And I think it could help harness celebrity chaos. And so I'm, you know, am I volunteering as tribute to be a producer on the show? Absolutely. Um, okay, you know, MTV, good. if you'd like to hire Kate and I to, you know, show run this for you. You guys would be kind of the Mark Wong on the project. <laughs> We'll mark Absolutely. Long I will mark long the hell out of this. Uh, but I am curious. I was because I was trying to think about it. I was like, but it would have to be a little different because, you know, when Fanatic was on the air, we didn't have the same access to celebrities that we have today. Like part like like we didn't have Instagram accounts where we could see what they were commenting each other. Like you were pointing out earlier, Pat, like some of the fun leading up to we want OGs is like playing detective on different social media accounts. And like we can do that today. So I'm curious, like what would what do you think it would take? Like what changes would need to be made to Fanatic to make a reboot work in 2021? You know, I, this is, I'm so mortified. I hadn't known about Fanatic before this moment. <gasps> but I think, wow. but I, I, I'm 32, so I was born in 1988. So it seems like I was like 10 to 12. And I think I must, mm-hmm. I, maybe I knew about it at the time, but I wasn't quite, mm-hmm. maybe I wasn't right. there with it. But I think it absolutely should be, um, and they should still be like, you should, it should still be voicemail based. The application <laughs> process. <laughs> remind me was it a half hour episode with two celebrities per episode or is it it was two celebrities per episode and let me just to refresh your memories give you a couple of examples of episode combinations so the very first the original episode that aired (laughs) in july of 1998 was wesley snipes very cool oh my gosh and van halen it was wesley snipes and van Halen. Like, that was also part of the joy of this was, like, the episodes were chaotic. Like, one episode was, like, Spice Girls and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, my God. Huge <laughs> stars are going on the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it was, like, truly huge. But it was, like, they were always, like, so desperate in such an amazing way. Like, Savage Garden and David Allen Greer. Oh, like, oh my God. <laughs> being a fanatic for David Allen <laughs> yeah, Greer I was gonna is say. just awesome. Like, God love him. I He's love a talented his, person. I love his but. work. But I can't imagine being like a stan, maybe. <laughs> well, okay. I, well, what I think is wild, too, is the last episode, though, which is what made me think of this, pitching this today, was because one celebrity whose energy has been just too much lately, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Okay, I, thank you. I, I, when you said South Green, I was like, we have to talk about her Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sarah Michelle Gellar is someone who I, you know, when Caitlin and I were first starting this podcast, we've done PowerPoints about how Sarah Michelle Gellar is the best celebrity friend you could have on Instagram. We were obsessed with she's her my, and her energy. She's, she's in our theme song. Yeah, I noticed song. that. Sarah Michelle Gellar has saved my life so many times. So many times. But she clearly needs a new project or something because her Instagram energy is, it's gone too far. And I was thinking about how charming she was on her episode of Fanatic. And I was like, she needs to get back. To there needs to be another way for her to interact with her fans outside yeah. of Instagram. The, yeah. the reads they, she does they, on her quarantine tips, like the quarantine trip, like it's it's so um, 
directed it feel you know what i mean it feels like someone who was a star mm -hmm. in the 90s who remembers every direction they've ever gotten and channeling that into the read of this this the phrase quarantine tip you know what i mean like that inflection yes. is so yeah. affected like quarantine tip. i think it's a great idea lauren because what one thing celebs need is a little reset of the power dynamic like, yes they need to feel like people want them yes. and want more of them because apparently they don't feel that because they're just putting shit out like remember when stars used to be like reclusive and like they yeah. didn't want you to, like now i mean j-lo is like maybe like, arguably one of the biggest stars in the world and she can't stop doing like instagram challenges and bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> one time um i remember like i always remember being on the radio like uh being in an uber with the kids i nannied and um on the the radio of the uber was uh interview with j-lo and a-rod doing uh challenging i don't know it was talking to uh, Chris Pratt about if he was going to accept the J Lo and A Rod no carbs no sugar challenge, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll do the challenge." It was like I was like, "What? Like, why are J Lo and A, and A Rod like putting forth this challenge? Like, why is this radio person asking Chris Pratt like if he's going to be accepting the challenge?" It was like just so crazy. J Lo is, I you know, I think stars. It's not cool to be so accessible. <laughs> It is. It's a lot. Now, I, I will say also this. There's two of my favorite fanatic episodes off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. One is Hanson, where their yep. fanatic is seems to be a straight man, and that throws them off so much. Like, they are visibly shaken by who they meet. Like, it's just not what they expected at all. The number one, though, by far, is Shaquille O'Neal's, because his fan isn't a fan of basketball. He loves Shaquille O'Neal's rap album. <laughs> and that also shocked the shit out of Shaq. He was like, oh, what? I did not. I, I loved it. And I loved They did a couple of specials. They did one, um, in, like a casting special that was all about trying to find Brandy's number one fan. So you got to see all of the people that didn't end up getting on the show. Oh. And that was like really special and fun. And then they also did a Fanatic Live where Blink-182 performed. Oh my, oh my God. And that was really cool you know, too. Oh, tra and Travis Barker is dating Kourtney Kardashian. Courtney. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think that's good. Yeah, I think that's a good match. Oh my God. Maybe that's the twist. It's Fanatic double date and you can only go on and it's you going to go on a double date with celebrity couples i mean i would obviously do sarah and freddie um but wait also obviously. you know who i think is some kind of like bronwyn and sherry situation right now is <laughs> sarah yes. michelle geller and shannon doherty are <laughs> they're like a bronwyn sherry at this point it's a yeah. bronwyn sherry and <laughs> do they live together <laughs> like what is going on do they live together I'm screaming now. Do they love together? I think, I think, I think Shannon's moved in. I think. <laughs> Very much. I, I think she has. What we're seeing is Brahman and Sherry. And then also, you know who will always sneak in and comment and be like, love you girls. And they don't generally like comment back is Selma Blair. We'll, we'll do Selma that. Blair, <laughs> Selma yeah. Blair is deeply in that group. Yeah, oh, okay. like is. They Sarah, always... Sarah, well, no, Sarah, Sarah posts about Selma separately often. Like there, okay. that is like a deep, deep love there. But it feels more like sisterly. Yes. If, um, you know, it's funny that, um, speaking of the elf on the shelf thing, like Reese did that thing. Who did it before Reese? Where it was like something on the Reese, like geese oh, on the Reese. Yeah. And, then, and then Sarah did it. And Sarah did something on the Geller. I forget what. Oh, no, it was like something. Maybe it was on the SMG or I forget. But Reese did not interact with it. You know what I mean? And Sarah like tagged <laughs> Reese and like. Reese didn't go there with her. And I was like, Reese no. doesn't keep in touch with Selma and, and Sarah and Ryan and the cast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The cast of yeah. that movie. 
Cast that movie not being friends is hurtful. I want to believe that Reese isn't friends with Sarah because Ryan and Freddie are still just too close. I'm choosing that narrative. Oh. I don't think it's true, but I want it to be true. Are you guys watching Big Sky and Should I Be? I'm not, but my mom told me I should be. So No, I haven't seen. <laughs> I'm going to probably watch it eventually. At some point, I watch everything. It's just a matter of time. Do you guys have someone from MTV that you always think of and like that hasn't been on necessarily television since then, but you just always think of them and like truly, truly, truly from the core of your being, like where are they now? Like you just want to mm-hmm. know so bad. Mm-hmm. For me, it's um Kara from Chicago. Mm. I think about Kara not infrequently. I will say that something about her, she had those two ex-boyfriends yeah. that hated each other. Yeah. And then there she, was something really weird about that energy. She, and she, she kind of stole Kyle from Carrie in a way. There was that triangle. Yes. And then also, and I also think about Carrie a lot. And Carrie's only the first person whom I looked at and said, I want to wear a choker because it looks cool when she does it. And um, and Kara, I'm, I'll always remember, she wanted to be an actress. I'll always remember her, like, the last episode of The Real World. I literally every season would cry during the last episode of The Real World where, like, one roommate would leave at a time. And I'd always be like, who's going to be the last one? And I think in Chicago, it was Kara. And I remember her saying what she wanted out of life. And she was like, I want to move to LA and I want to be an actor. And I would love to go on auditions and be Grace from Will and Grace someday. And that was like, and I remember being like, I don't know if you're going to get that, but go for it. I I truly think about the cast of the Boston Real World often. And I'm often mad because Sean is the only one that I ever Uh, hear about. And he sucks. And I don't care about Sean. But I want to know what happened to fucking Jason and Elka. and Genesis. Genesis. Montana, Cyrus, like Cyrus is on challenges pretty late in the game. Like he comes back. That's he's right. Pro- I forgot he came back. I, but I, like- I would say into his forties, and then Genesis and uh, Montana's last challenge, I actually know, is Gauntlet Two, and Genesis's last challenge is uh, Battle of the Sexes Two, but she goes home first. Wow. I just I love that whole cast, but I mostly miss. J- I think about Jason Cornwall so often. In fact. I recently on an episode with uh, Patrick Keene, we were renaming Patrick Keene mentioned that his friends hadn't named their child yet. And I suggested the name Timber, which is actually Jason's girlfriend's name. (laughs) (laughs) Jason's girlfriend was Timber. And I was obsessed with Timber. Uh, And Timber is who introduced me to bipolar disorder. (gasps) I learned about mental health through Jason's girlfriend. I never watched Boston. I only know those kids from... The challenge. I think Elka has been on a challenge, and I think Montana. She has, yeah. I forget which one. She won one. with Sean. Oh, they were partners on something. They won. Yeah. Um. Yes, but that's a great question. Who else am I thinking about? You know, a lot of Miami never went on to do a lot of challenges. Yeah. Which is weird because they were like really big personalities. Oh, but I mean Ruthie. Yeah. Oh, Ruthie. Ruthie. She was on and her twin and her twin. Oh yes. Oh my God. Ruthie's twin should have a show. Um, <laughs> Ruthie, I think about a lot, and I think about. Con- I was really, really attracted to um, Colin. Like really, like really, not even attracted isn't the word, but like romantic. Like had feelings for Colin from Real World Hawaii, and still do. And I'll always remember. Do you, do you guys remember how Colin got cast? No, oh, was I don't. It like one of those fan search thing kind of so they did a, a, a casting special and mm-hmm. part of the casting special was that they had a couple people who almost got chosen for the casting special but didn't host the casting special right and oh. 
yeah. One of those people was Colin. And Colin was so funny in the casting special that they showed in the room them, like, with a big board putting people's pictures up. And um, and they were like, are we going to go with Colin? And then I, I remember they showed one producer being like, guys, he's a reject. And then they did. And they brought yes. Colin in. They're like, you're on the show. And I just always remember uh, that. That's... So, oh my God, MTV. Ugh, there's been so much. Yeah. Also, Madison from Skeletons. Oh wait, who is she again? She has the baby with Tony. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think she's. I don't. I don't think she's doing very well. So I want. I want to see her return to glory. There was. Oh, there was also a season called Real World Blood, Bad Blood, with a girl with a fake British accent. Where they would have. Oh, yeah. Yes, I was. I've been looking in ta- Tiara. Yeah, tiara. Tiara. I'll always remember Tiara because her bad blood person, like they brought in people they had bad blood with halfway through the season. So she's now yes. had a British accent. And the first thing the bad blood person was like, the British accent's fake. <laughs> and like, it was so funny. But I always remember ti- um, what was Tiara sitting in a confessional being like, the main reason I came here was to have friends. And it was such a flip on the famous, like, I'm not here to make friends reality show person. <laughs> For someone to be like, the whole yeah. reason I came here was to have friends. It was so interesting to me. Yeah, I don't know what happened with her. Um, that whole cast. I, I don't know. Well, you know, someone on that cast was from the guy Are you, on Are You the One who was expelled from the show for... Uh, or being physical with Amanda, who the self mm. the self proclaimed pop off queen Amanda, who went on to do challenges. Right. Now he got kicked off for being physical with a woman, like in terms of like violent. And then they decided MTV, uh, in all their wisdom, was like, let's actually bring him back and put him on the real world. And he was then once again kicked off the real world for similar reasons. And so that is. Well, I mean, Ashley, millionaire Ashley, is such a big part of the challenge now. But I mean, she was kicked out of her yeah. real world house. In part because she ripped up the phone number of Jay's mom. <gasps> and so Jay couldn't find her phone number to call her. And then she died. Oh, and so God. Jay did not get to have the last few conversations with his mom because Ashley had, for fun, ripped up the phone number. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't remember that. I remember her, Ashley, really feeling like, I think her season was in San Diego. And her feeling- San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. And she asked where she lived. So she- and I remember her being like, I'm the Kim Kardashian of San Francisco. Like, this is my town. And her being really mad when, like, the other castmates would act like they knew about San Francisco. Yes. And she was not in the house for very long at all. No. And got kicked out. She would still come by like she was their friend who just couldn't <laughs> yeah. live with yeah. them anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's from West Virginia. She's not from San Francisco. <laughs> this is the early behavior of what I mentioned, where she's just constantly moving <laughs> and being like, I'm... I'm San Francisco's girl. I, Columbus, Ohio's never seen anything like me. It's like, oh my god. She, she just thinks she's the Kim Kardashian of like truly like eighty small markets. Um, she, um, I, I always remember her first challenge. Where like I remember like the challenge was like uh, you had to rub your crotch onto like a wax like thing and <laughs> yes. ma- ma- melt the wax, and she was like coming to the wax like, but she was doing well, but she was like orgasming, like gyrating against this like wax. It was really intense. She's classic. She's an all-timer. Uh, wow. I mean, this has been such a journey. It has been a journey. MTV reality The one world. last thing I was going to mention that I, I was hope uh, that we would be remiss not to mention that um, my two of my favorite MTV reality shows uh, are the Teen Vogue one, where the girls mm-hmm. had to try to be on Teen Vogue with that woman who was kind of like on a lot of reality in the um and, and the arts, like the editor of Teen Vogue was. I know who you mean. Yeah, she yeah, would yeah. be on that, and then she also was on the Hills sometimes. 
I love yeah. that show. And then I actually, in quarantine, watched the entirety of um, for Matt Rogers and Joel Kim Booster's podcast, um, the Legally Blonde show, Search for the Next Hour. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, I... Starring Lena Hall. And then, um, mm-hmm. and also Paris Hilton, who will be like my next best friend. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah, I was thinking about shows that have left the MTV uh, world that I would bring back. And for me, it's Date My Mom is at the top of the list. Yes. <laughs> Date My Mom was one of the most fascinating television series of all time. Yes. I-, I think about it and miss it every day. It was my favorite part of Date My Mom was in the parking lot at the end of the episode where the mom would be standing <laughs> in a beach parking lot. A, l- a limo would pull up and she'd be like, Ryan, you didn't choose Ashley, but I want you to meet my beautiful daughter. And then, like, the daughter would come out of the limo in, like, a prom dress and, like, walk over and stand by the mom and, like, not be picked, but, like, try to look hot anyways. And, like, it, it was the greatest show ever. Yeah. I want it to come back so bad. I don't know if this is a reality show or a game show, but I have to say next also oh. brought so much joy. Truly, truly. So much joy. I, uh MTV has really given so much more than I realized and made me who I am today, I think. Same. It definitely has made me who I am today. And we're all wonderful. So congrats to MTV on the work they did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Pat, if those folks who weren't already standing you before, now they are, where can they find you? Where can they slide into your DMs at? They can slide their gorgeous assets right into my DMs and Instagram at, <laughs> at Pat Riggs with two E's, uh, P-A-T-R-E-E-G-S. And uh, th- and they can find me in the comments of Veronica's post in which Trishel, <laughs> the comments of Trishel's comment of Veronica's post about this event. <laughs> or they can find me on Twitter at P-O-Regan, R-E-G-A-N. Yes, amazing. 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 Well, this has been so much fun. I could talk about MTV for the rest of my life. Me too. I literally was looking at the clock knowing we'd probably end at nine and be like, okay, oh my God, like, what has to say? I bring up Karen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyone or anything you think we were remiss in not bringing up tonight you know you can slide into our dms at we stand social we're on twitter we're on instagram we're on tiktok and we're actually finally posting and we're uh, at gmail too so let us know if there's a topic you want us to dive into next yes the last thing i'll say is susie meister recently <laughs> susie meister recently followed me on, twi- on twitter yes <laughs> she's we've, been had on her. we've had her on this show oh my god yeah. oh i better reach out she's to her. the best i better go ahead and reach out to her just be <laughs> like i just did <laughs> She's the best. We we stand yes, Susie. She's awesome. Oh, incredible. Susie's so much fun. And if you ha- if you like this episode and you haven't yet, go back and listen to the Susie episode. It's so great. Kind of one up by me being like Susie follows me on Twitter. You're like we actually are close <laughs> friends. Yeah, we told her about you. We're like he's really funny. Check it out. <laughs> All right, well, catch you later. Stan, Stan. See you next time. Michelle Gellar, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Now the Backstreet Boys are all.